Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to another bonus short lecture from the History Teachers Talking Podcast, where Tom or I will lecture on big topics in little time. For more information, you can visit us at www.historyteacherstalkingpodcast.com or visit evergreenpodcast.com. The Panama Canal ranks as one of the world's greatest engineering feats. However, how it got there revolves around some very questionable U.S. foreign policy. By the time Teddy Roosevelt became president, the United States was already very sure that it wanted to create a canal that cut across the Central American plain. Such canal, many believed, would greatly reduce the travel time for commercial and military ships, and thus provide a shortcut between the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans. More importantly, it would provide a faster way to move American warships from one ocean to another. As early as 1850, the United States and its ally Britain had agreed to share the rights to such a canal if it was ever to be built. A treaty was made, however, in 1901, where Britain gave the United States exclusive rights to build and control a canal through Central America. The American engineers initially identified two possible routes for the proposed canal. One would go through Nicaragua. That one posed much fewer obstacles because it actually crossed a large lake. The other route crossed through Panama. However, Panama at the time was not its own independent country, but a providence of Colombia. It would be a much shorter route, but filled with mountains and swamps. In 1880, a French group led by Juan Ferdinand Lesseps, chief architect of the Suez Canal, put together a company with the capital of thousands of investors to build a canal across Panama, still at the time part of Colombia. America's leader at the time, President Hayes, was very upset about this and announced that no European country would control such a canal, even if it were built. According to historian Kenneth C. Davis, corruption on a grand scale, miserable engineering plans, and harsh realities of the Central American jungle with its rainy season floods, earthquakes, yellow fever, and malaria doomed the French effort. After some preliminary excavations, he writes, and thousands of deaths by accident and disease, the French company abandoned its canal cut amid a national scandal and left everything behind. The rusted machinery, looking like some mechanical dinosaurs, fossilized in a dense jungle. The French company then sent a representative to the U.S. Congress to try to sell their Panama assets for $109 million. As Congress debated, the French government decided to lower its price to $40 million for the claim to the Panama route. However, before the United States could begin their work on the Panama Canal, it needed to first get permission from Colombia. The initial negotiations were going quite well until Colombia kept on asking President Roosevelt for a lot more money than he was willing to give. If Colombia stood in the way, Roosevelt decided that he would simply do everything in his power to create a new country that would be a lot more agreeable to the American Panama Canal route. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, 
you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Led by the former director of the French Canal Company and with massive United States Army assistance, the Panamanians revolted against Colombia in November of 1903. As the Panama rebels rose to fight for their independence from Colombia, the United States sent a massive naval blockade that stopped any Colombian troops from landing in Panama to try to regain it. By November 3rd, 1903, nearly a dozen U.S. Navy warships were present in Panama as the new nation officially declared its independence from Colombia. Nothing now stood in the America's way to build their Panama Canal. This threat of American military force was a prime example of gunboat diplomacy, also known as Teddy Roosevelt's big stick diplomacy, where the United States was not afraid to showcase its might to get their way in Latin America. 15 days later, in mid-November 1903, Panama, now officially a country, and the United States signed a treaty. The U.S. agreed to pay Panama $10 million plus an annual rent of $250,000 for an area of land across Panama. This area of land would be called the Canal Zone. The 10-mile zone across the country would be guarded by American troops. Thus, the United States effectively controlled the country of Panama. The United States began the Panama Canal construction in 1904. And from the very first day, work was plagued by the same problems that the French had met, namely the heat, the jungle, and the mosquitoes that spread yellow fever. Also, the soft volcanic soil proved very difficult to remove from where it lay. The initial construction began with clearing of brush and draining of the swamps. By 1913, at the height of the construction, nearly 10 years after it began, more than 43,400 workers were employed. Some had come from Italy and Spain, while three quarters were blacks from the British West Indies. Overall, close to 6,000 workers would lose their lives working at the canal, mainly from accidents and disease. A total cost for the United States would equal roughly $380 million. On August 15, 1914, the canal opened for business. More than 1,000 merchant ships passed through the said canal during its first year. Still, the U.S. and Latin American relations were severely damaged after the American support for the rebellion in Panama. These relations would not improve anytime soon. Eventually, in in 1921, the United States Congress would come out and pay Colombia $25 million to compensate the country for its lost territory. For the decades since the creation of the Panama Canal in 1914, Panamanians had resented having their nation split in half by a foreign power. Then, in 1977, the two nations agreed to a treaty, would turn control over of the Panama Canal back to Panama in December 31st, 1999, and was initiated by President Jimmy Carter. In 1978, the U.S. Senate, which had to ratify each treaty, approved the agreement by a vote of 68 to 32, one more vote than the required two-thirds. A controversial history? Yeah, I would say so. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's lecture. Tom and I will be back next week with another full episode. I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast, and if you would like to email us, you can do so at historyteacherspodcast at gmail.com. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. 
We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Thank you.